This is India Ari, and this is my podcast, Songversation, where I choose one of my songs and I riff on that song, simple as that. But it's never really that simple, because what I know as a songwriter is that the stories we tell and the stories we hear matter, because they shape who we are and who we become, because they shape how we see ourselves. And so it is my prayer and my intention that you see yourself in my stories. This episode 28 that I'm calling Songversation Libra (laughs) is going to be something different and special. In this episode, I'm in conversation with my friend and mentor, Deborah Silverman, who is a wonderful force for good in this world, a wonderful force for good in my life. And also she is the head of the astrology school that I joined in 2020. I have been reading astrology books since I could read because my mother had them literally all my life since I was nine, 10. And in 2020, I decided to um, expand my astrology study and update it to an adult understanding of astrology. And I joined Deborah's school and I learned so much about myself. And that's why I'm bringing this episode to you today, because for those who this resonates with, I know it's not going to be everybody, but for those who this resonates with, Astrology is a wonderful tool to continue to get to know yourself better and your subconscious self. And so I just want to share one of the tools that I've been using to to help myself further develop. And before we get into this, I want to say that for the complete lay person, we'll backtrack. Let me say this first. If you heard my last podcast episode 27, you heard me talk about astrology a lot. It was episode Songversation, episode 27, Just Let It Go. And I talked about astrology a lot because it naturally kept coming up as I was talking about the cycles of life. And some people sent me some messages that they were more interested in astrology. And so here's this episode. The other thing I want to say is for the complete layperson, we all know what astronomy is, right? Astronomy is the study of the stars and where they are. Astrology is the study of the stars and planets and where they are and how the magnetic pull of the stars and planets affect us. So the same way that the moon pulls the tides of the ocean, we know this is a fact of science. Astrologers believe that the planets and the stars pull on our beings, or maybe pull is not the right word, but have a cause and effect on our being because we believe this is an interconnected universe and all things have a cause and effect on each other. Does that make sense? I hope so. Anyway, I'm going to keep this short because you're going to hear a lot of conversation between Deborah and I coming up here in a minute about my astrology chart, which will give you more insight into more of my stories, more of my motivations, more about my constitution and all the things that I talk about here in this podcast. And again, in hopes that you see yourself in my story. And lastly, before I get into this, I want to say, if you are interested in learning more about astrology, go to the link in my bio on either of my Instagram pages, uh, which is Songversation Podcast or India RE, both on Instagram, and click the button called Continual Stars. And that'll give you all the information about Deborah's new class for really, really beginners to meet the planets and understand the nature of them. So 
without further ado, <laughs> oh, there is one more thing I want to say. <laughs> And that is that I did this interview just as I was still healing from my big oral surgery in April. If you listen to the last podcast again, episode 27, Songversation, Just Let It Go, you heard that I've had a lot of dental work in this last year from June to this June. It's been a lot. Um, and I was ha- I had a big emergency oral surgery not long before this conversation. So my voice sounds a little bit tired, but I think that actually lent to the vulnerability of this conversation because I said a lot of things I normally wouldn't necessarily say, but here on Songversation, the podcast, I kind of say everything. <laughs> but anyway, just a heads up about that. And, and, and without further ado, this is myself and my friend and teacher, Deborah Silverman, in conversation about my astrology chart. This is episode 28, Songversation Libra. <laughs> Welcome to a video describing two friendly planets that I adore, brought to you by Indiari. Pluto, we call the Italian director, has a very serious tone, almost a little bit intimidating. Neptune, we call the dreamer, rosy tinted glasses, soft and whimsical. Two very different characters. Get ready, we're about to introduce you to two amazing beings, not to mention the one and only Indiari. Welcome, India. So you're looking at her chart as we speak. So we're going to go both personal and transpersonal, which is the conversation of Pluto. I went over the names of your songs. (laughs) I wanted to see how many of the songs related to Pluto. Pluto was found at the same time that Freud, Einstein, and Hitler were operating in our collective zeitgeist. Freud, for the first time, introduced the unconscious mind. This is what rules Pluto. The urges, the dark forces that live under the system. The art, of course, is becoming conscious of your unconscious. That's what psychology is. Einstein worked with nuclear power, both fusion and fission, that it split the atom and created a destructive, and a creative, powerful, constructive energy that both operate with the impact of changing our reality. And last, Hitler worked through the collective unconscious, creating an atrocity we can never forget that has to do with destruction and the dark side of the human. India, one of your traits, and you could speak to this, is your sun and Pluto are the exact degree. It only happens once a year for a day. But the Pluto stays in one sign for almost 10 years. So here goes the sun every day moving one degree around the sky. The day that India was born, the sun was touching Pluto at the exact same degree. Pluto is an energetic that commands attention. Is that the right way to put it? Commanding people's attention doesn't always mean that the attention is positive. The connotation is you have presence. And I think I always have had it. And I think sometimes that bothers people and sometimes it works in my favor. P stands for presence. Pluto stands for power. Pluto rules power in that it's the energy in all of us that will not budge. I mean, think how slow Pluto moves. Can't say to a Plutonian personality type, we're going to go do this. If they don't like it, they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you know that part of yourself? Yes. (laughs) I think I see it in every day. Because at this point, at 45 years old, I've created a life that has as much to do with what I've said yes to as it does with what I've said no to. We just celebrated the 20th anniversary of the release of my first album, Acoustic Soul. 
And we did this gathering, virtual gathering, and a lot of people in the gathering had reflected back to me that back when I was making the album at 22, 23 years old, that I was very clear about what I wanted to the point that it was almost laughable. Like, I'll be like, I, I said that? And they were like, yes, you did. So we changed the mix an ounce. And you went to lunch and you came back and instead of saying you didn't like it, you said, let me ask you something. <laughs> right, so apparently I told them this whole story about how once we set it, it's set and that's why it needs to be my decision. <laughs> and they put it back <laughs> and they said, we didn't try it again. I don't remember it, but it sounds like something I would do. <laughs> brown skin, up against my brown skin. So it's the courage and the conviction to know you're mm -hmm. no. And even in the songs, of course, the video song, which was one of your claims to fame. of conviction that that song gave to us. Talk to me about that assuredness and when you see other people and they're so ambivalent or they're so confused or they're so wishy-washy, how is that for you? It's just foreign to me. When this song video first came out, we were doing press. I felt like I was saying things that everybody knew. And so I would say to the people that were interviewing me, no, this is a song about the fact that everybody's born exactly the way they're supposed to be. And people would be like, say more about that. And I would just be like, everybody's born exactly the way they're supposed to be. <laughs> like, the sky is blue. There was never any other conversation about that for me. It's In my mind, I came in not knowing who I was, what I believed, and how I wanted to move through life. And it's not easy. <laughs> like, it's like, because I'm talking about it like it's like a cool thing. It's Sometimes it's hard to walk into a room and people just are uncomfortable because you have that Italian director energy. And I'm like, I didn't even do anything in here. But they like straighten up and they feel uncomfortable when I walk in and stuff. And they think I'm doing something. And I'm like, I just walked in guys. <laughs> I just walked in here. But if you don't have a strong foundation when somebody is around you who does, I imagine it must feel like they're just staring at you from behind these black sunglasses, like the <laughs> Italian director. So could you distinguish like some of the core values that your Plutonian conviction revolves around? I still, I at this age, don't see it as very unusual. I think I'm noticing that less people have it than more. Everybody's born with what they're meant to have. I have a like a relationship with difficult circumstances. I'm like, let's just push through, push through and get it done. I don't like, well, this is hard and put my bags down and stop. Like, I don't do that. I just, let's push through. Like, let's just go, let's do it. <laughs> what we gotta do in life in general, in the big scheme, I have a strong willingness to let people do what they, they wanna do. Being on the road with lots of men and they all cheat on their wives. I'm like, well, that's what they need to do. I don't respect it. <laughs> I innately understand it's just what they have to do. This is their, lesson their karma their that's their stuff now that and, that beep 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 that's mm -hmm. never the first mm -hmm. one was, the first one 
It's 100% Pluto. Not only does Indy have Pluto sitting exact on her sun, but four degrees away she has Neptune. Now that was Neptune. Neptune was found in 1846, the same year they found anesthesia because this is the energy that takes us out of our body and into other worlds. Within 50 years of Neptune being discovered, they found cameras, the ability for us to go to a movie theater and believe in the films we're watching as though they're real. Neptune is the planet that rules illusions, dreams, and fantasy. I always think of India, she's moving and she's dancing and the music's going through her body and it's incredible. And Pluto's like, what is wrong with you? Pluto would harshly judge those men who cheated on their wife. I mean, there's a part of me that does, <laughs> a big part. But then also I'm like, well, I have stuff to do, so y'all do what you're doing. This is the distinguishing, and this is how astrology works, because look at the beautiful relationship between Pluto and Neptune, that blue line. It's a perfect sextile. The sextile is sexy. Feels good. So she has this really good energy between Pluto, conjunct the sun, stay the course, value system that's not movable, beliefs, and then Neptune, this mystical, magical planet who's like rosy tinted glasses and making everything so beautiful even when it's not. First, let's do the upside of Neptune, the musical energetics, because Neptune's a tuning fork, look at it. And it's sitting on your body. I get the feeling that Neptune comes around and tickles your body and whether it's yoga or it's dance or it's playing, <laughs> it like takes over, is that true? Yes, because I had to give myself permission to become a dancer in my mid-30s. But before that, apparently my body language was very loud. So people told me I would hold my head a certain way when I liked something, or when I didn't like something, or when I was hearing a certain note or sound. Like I got to the point with my band where I could do my shoulders a certain way and they would know, like, bring the drums down. Or I could do my fingertips and they would like, they just knew what my body wanted, my body language. So in that way, yes just always moving and communicating with my body. Dancing was a little bit later for me, but I always felt like I had a dancer trapped inside of me, which is why even in my mid thirties, I was like, I have to dance. <laughs> so it was like this weird thing I wasn't letting myself do, but I obviously really wanted to. I feel like there's a dancer in you all the time that is not just dancing with the physical plane. Now let's talk about Neptune. Can you speak to Neptune on your body or in your on your ascendant being an access to, I guess you could say spirit? In 2020, I had a lot of time to stand back and observe myself because I wasn't moving around so fast. And I realized that, that I have a very active dream life and that sometimes that I'd live a lot of my life not in my body. I don't know what I'm doing it, obviously, but 2020 really gave me time to like land in my body because yes. my focus was not scattered anywhere. There wasn't, I wasn't doing shows. I wasn't on stage with music going through my body. I wasn't doing a lot of, I wasn't flying a million miles that year. There's a lot I didn't do. And I realized how much I really was out of my body and how much sometimes I like it and how active my dream life is. But I didn't realize how much I didn't tend to my body as its own entity. It is 100% Neptune. Neptune is the part of us that escapes because the physical plane is either boring or it's uncomfortable or it's tension or there's anxiety and they escape into an altered world where they can't remember where they're going or they're distracted or they're in a meditative state that keeps them slightly spaced. But the high level is the sensitivity to the body. I've watched you, India, becoming more and more connected because the distractions have diminished. That's Neptune. 
get me out of the distractions, get me into a quiet space. So if you could talk about sacred space and the spirits that talk to you, I'd love it, that Neptunian, very different than Plutonian conversation. I mean, I think that's what it means to be an artist, to make unseen conversations and unseen energies and to turn them into something tangible or audible. So I don't even think of like that I'm creating songs from scratch. I feel like I just am gathering the energy and making it something audible. It's just what I do. It's see, that's Neptune is the vehicle of the channeler who allows this occurrence with no resistance and no consciousness. It's the dancer who puts on the music and gets carried away. It's the pianist, the singer, the violinist who starts playing out of control. It's the jazz musician who's got Neptune going, it's already been played, I'm just catching up to the song. <laughs> right? There's an innocent free fall and free flow, very different than Pluto. The Italian director looks over at this whimsical part of you and goes, really? <laughs> Do you feel tension or do they get along these two parts? I mean, I think I feel tension because it's hard to live a life where you're sensitive enough to be a really prolific artist and like just a lifelong artist and strong enough to deal with the actual industry. <laughs> But also apparently I was built for it because I have these two energies. I think it makes people around me more uncomfortable than it bothers me because they're like, well, you're supposed to be this floaty pink cloud lady and when the Pluto comes out and I have to like do Italian director to somebody or I do it just naturally when I walk in a room. I feel like people get confused. Like they expect me to come in on a pink cloud and I come in with the sunglasses on because there's a funny thing about celebrity. Like everyone has their own version of you in their head. And so the Italian director, I think is nothing like what anybody thinks I am, but I am. Who knows where this People in astrology will always say to me, so where do I go first when I look at a chart? How do I know? And of course, I start with the sun sign, this life-giving force with Pluto exact degree born on the day in the 10th house, which is the house of Capricorn, a professional Plutonian personality <laughs> going to be recognized by the public. And the passion I'd love for you to speak to, this is the unusual part, your Sag rising, the passion you have to grow and learn and study astrology. Talk to us about that. I think in general terms, I have a natural orientation towards wanting to learn things. And so like even people say, what do you do in your downtime? And I don't know how to explain it. So if somebody asked me what a perfect day was, I'll be able to read, write, meditate, stretch, and let my mind wander. That's what I do when I'm not working. With astrology, my mother had astrology books when I was little. So when I first started learning how to read, the books were there. So I would just always read about my birthday. I read out other people's birthdays because my mother has a big family. So she would remember everyone's birthday. So it was always like a birthday call. Or we would call, let's call, sing happy birthday to your uncle. So I would look in the book and read about when February 3rd was and what that meant and what an Aquarius was and all that. So over the years, I just gathered my basic knowledge about astrology slowly. So we have Mercury in the 10th in Libra, Mars in Gemini, and we have Jupiter in Aries. This is insatiable mental appetite to learn, to study, to practice, and to not stop asking questions. Yes, <laughs> I have endless questions. Because I'm having this different year, and we all are having a different era, 
I do write them down and I read a lot about the questions I have and talk to different people about things I want to know. I spend my whole day with a pen and a journal in my hand. Even if I think I'm just relaxing and watching TV, my journal is always right there because it's going to be something I want to write down. Always, always, always. That's what I do all day is write and think and question all day. That is 100% Pluto conjunct the sun in Libra, in the 10th house, moon in Virgo on the top of the chart, analyzing everything, writing it all down, Mars and Gemini, writing it all down, writing it all down. There is this genuine Sagittarian seeker. And it's so much in your songs, strength, courage, and wisdom, like giving it to us, there's hope. things my family did. I am not the voices in my head. I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside. I am light. I am light. I mean, that is the essence of the spiritual seeker. Describe for me your Sagittarian parts, that one part of you. From a very young age, 11 or 12, I just remember very clearly understanding just basic fundamental truths. God speaks to people in all different languages. There's no right religion. Nobody's better than anybody else. Let people be who they are. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's path is different. I want people to respect mine and I respect theirs. And to me, that's just very Sagittarian. And that is the essence of Neptune and Sag is permission to let people be who they are. Now let's just take a moment of the downside of Neptune. If you had to distinguish <laughs> just from what we've done on our work together, what would you say were some of the side effects of having such a strong Neptune in your chart? Very, very high sensitivity. I'm an introvert, I'm an empath and it's, Whatever other words people might pop out, I'm going to be that too. I'm always on the edge of everything being too much. It can be too bright outside. The smells can be too strong. Loud noises, sudden loud noises, too many people in a space, like all that stuff is always like a very high maintenance part of my life. And I've always been like that. So my face can break out if I argue with someone. <laughs> like. Five minutes later, it'll be broken out like I ate something I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to different foods, like food sensitivities. Just, it's just a lot to manage. A lot, a lot, a lot. So the downside is hypersensitivity without a filter and then not managing it. There's a difference between realizing I don't want to get in the elevator, I don't want to be around all the people, and permission to Neptunian personality types. Now we're describing. 12th house personalities, people that have strong Neptune, people that have strong Pisces. And to be able, this is the gift of astrology to say, you can't change that. Like I can't say to India, we're just gonna go out for a walk and you're gonna sit next to any old person and they're gonna you know, smell bad. So Neptune rules smells. It also rules the eyes and the ability to see and have vision. So some people with Neptune can have bad eyes sitting on the ascendant. On the other side, unbelievably sharp details that are noticeable. 
I think that's what you, does that happen to you where you just notice things? Yeah, I think my Virgo moon mixed with that makes me see detail. I do not have bad eyes, <laughs> but I right. see every little drip drop, especially if it's something I like, like, cause I'm a jewelry maker. I walk in a room and I know what everybody's wedding ring looks like, like what they have on it. Somebody has on an interesting piece that looks like it could be Italian gold or whatever. Like I just know what everybody's doing. Always. That is, <laughs> you're having a direct experience of her Plutonian intense conviction assuredness the strength of her knowing that, you know, I am not my hair. Don't you dare tell me what I'm doing. All the way to Neptune, which I think has to do with the song, Courage is Not Being Hard. That is so Neptune, like conjuring up through the tone of her voice and the vibration of this Neptunian transmission that you can feel India Ari and you can say her name and it conjures up. That's Neptune. Then you add Pluto to it and it's like, we got her. She's going to the top. We're putting her up. <laughs> India, we're going to put you on the stage. Like, okay, she says. I can just imagine you standing on stage with Pluto, just like, I got this. And then coming off stage and then your Neptune going, can we go home now? Uh-huh. That's me. <laughs> what did you learn from studying astrology that you're going to take home, like specifically about the houses, for example? So learning how to read the houses really helped me to understand why I'm so driven, because I don't necessarily want to be. <laughs> I want to relax and chill, but I'm not like that. Learning that about myself has been really big because it helps me also to see how other people see me, because anybody who's around me who's not driven like that, they're going to be uncomfortable around me because I'm either go my pace or quit. But I didn't understand that that's how I was coming across to them. So, because you know, I was also the peacemaking Libra. In, in the child's eyes, that's what I am. I'm a Libra who makes peace, but I didn't understand the unspoken energy that I also carry until I really understood that the unspoken energy of Pluto amplified by the sun in the 10th house. I just didn't you understand know. that depth of that and how extraordinary it is at all. Pluto on the downside can be very destructive. Now my Sagittarius side wants to come out <laughs> and I have a song that says, slow down, baby, you're going too fast. You got your hands in the air with your feet on the gas. <laughs> you're about to wreck your future running from your past. You need to slow down, baby. And that's all astrology is about. High road, low road, conscious, unconscious. How do we stay awake? Courage is not being hard. It's time to peel back all of the layers you put between who you're meant to be and who you are and go be who you are. That's what astrology has done. Like you're talking about permission slips. That's what that is. Peel back all the layers between who you're meant to be and who you are and go be who you are. And India, you have been such an inspiration to so many of us to not get caught in our ego and to look for our soul. And that is in essence what you've done. I see it so clearly. Like you are not all this external stuff, we're light.
This is a perfect time for a closing affirmation. I say this affirmation for myself and for everyone listening. What we know is that life is always talking to us. And may we continue to have ears to hear. I love y'all. And thank you for listening. Peace. Lastly, I want to remind you to follow me on my Instagram page, Songversation Podcast. If you're not already, follow me on my other Instagram page at India Ari. And I want to remind you again that if you follow me on Songversation Podcast, I follow everybody back. So go on over there and follow me. Also, something that I never say on these episodes is be sure to leave me a review. I have some really wonderful reviews and I would love some more. And just a reminder, if you are interested in learning more about astrology, if you're interested in learning, if you want to learn more about astrology, go to the link in my bio on either Instagram page and click the button called Continual Stars. And there you'll see the price and everything involved with joining Deborah Silverman School. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. And until next time, you clearly hear this song in your heart. I like that.